this book was a little repetitive with North and Nim and their feelings. It was like, oh, I love him. I want to touch our fingers. Oh, I wish he was here next to me stroking my hair. I don't care. After a while, I'm over it. Just get together, do your business, and move on with your life, you know? And it just it was just on and on and on. And I'm like, if they had to spend more time. Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. Universe with your hostesses Ashley and John, and today we are going to be discussing book two on the other side of the sky duology. This is called Beyond the End of the World by Amy Kaufman and Megan Spooner. If you have not read book one that came out in 2020, you are going to be a little bit lost. <laughs> but we will say if you haven't read it, please go and check it out because it was one of John and I's favorite books of 2020. Um, and who doesn't want a book that's filled with sci-fi and fantasy and you don't really know which side you're getting when you read it. It's really great. Um, okay. So if you have not subscribed to our channel, The Novel Universe, please do so. We post a few times a month and we also sometimes post to YouTube and Instagram. And we would love to hear your thoughts on what we should read. And if you have any comments about what we have read and you want to talk about it a little bit further, we would love to have that conversation with you. So without further ado, we are going to start our episode by having non-spoilers, and then we're going to spoil it, and don't worry, we will let you know when that happens. So here we go. It is time to stop in Shara, time to find a way beyond the world, time to find each other again. In her final confrontation with Inshara, the woman determined to take her place and rule in Nim's kingdom. Both Nim and her enemy were sent to the world above in the Cloudlands, while North looks to the sky, left behind on the surface world. But more awaits them in a world above than North and Nim can ever expect as they come together to team up with allies from above and below. They face an ultimate test of their bonds, their abilities, and their belief in each other in a quest to save their world. That's all I'm going to say because, yeah, not really a whole much more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Don, what did you rate this book? So I gave it a three and a half. I was really bummed by this book. I didn't like it nearly as much as the first one. I think I gave the first one a four and a half. And by about 40% in, I was starting to not enjoy myself yeah what about yeah. you i gave it a 375 it dropped a little for me um just in some areas uh yet again it didn't hold me as captive as i was with the first book but you know we're gonna talk about it yeah because we have other things to say <laughs> so we're gonna get into our dislikes I had like very minor things. Not me. I had a lot. And I had some nitpicks. Like when I like went through them, I was like, eh, it's not really like, not really the books fall on some of these. Some of them it's me. 
So, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll start with with my little one that I have. Well, I have two. Okay. Um, my first one is, I really felt that there was a lack of explanation of the mist, and so the mist was kind of a big ordeal in this mm. book for me. And the first book, we're kind of left with this like intrigue. You don't really know. Like, is it something mystical? Is it something that's, like, really dangerous? Or what's going on? Is somebody else putting it out? I don't know. And still with book two, I really felt like we got a little bit of what it was, but not really, because then it was receding, but then it came back. I I don't know. There's a little bit of confusion. What about you? Um, I didn't even think about that as far as the mist but yeah you make a good point uh yeah that's all i'll just i'll just agree with you i didn't really think too much about it so i don't really have an opinion but the fact that i didn't think too much about it is probably not a good thing but my biggest biggest dislike was the pacing um this is and i i went back and listened to our podcast of book one just to kind of you know, catch me up a little bit because a lot of times after I've closed a book, I have forgotten everything. Even if mm-hmm. I read it the day before, I totally have forgotten. So um, when I went back and listened to our previous podcast, the first thing you said was this is plot driven. And in that podcast, I kind of disagreed with you. But in this one, this book is incredibly plot driven. And I think the first one was incredibly plot driven too. But because I was distracted by the world and the characters in book one. I didn't notice how plot driven it was, but this one was agonizing. I don't like plot driven stories. So that's already a check mark in the bad section for me, but this book, and I'll give you an example of what this book does. And I'm pretty sure it did this in the first book, but once again, I was just distracted. So in what will happen in this book is North, and this is just, this is not what really happened. This is just me making up stuff. But North would go to the Fisher King and be like, hey, I I need to get home. And he'd be like, okay, you need to go and find the sword and the stone. And so then in the next chapter, North finds the sword and stone. And then next to the sword and the stone would be like a scroll. And the scroll would be like, oh, you need to go find the chicken of the sea and that'll help you get home and in the next chapter he finds a chicken in the sea without very many obstacles so it's just like bam 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 and I'm like that's not how this shit I mean there should be something stopping him there should be something else happening in between nope the next chapter chicken of the sea in hand so I was like I don't like that I didn't like that at all yeah I agree with you that was something that I was a little bit nitpicky about because because I knew it was a plot-driven book, and then I was like, okay, I'm okay with, like, all of the dumps, but not, and, you know, it's kind of like our, <laughs> our main characters suffer from, like, oh, we know everything I does, like, it's fine, or there's no hardships for us. Yeah, that was my, the pacing, I agree with you, it was agonizing. The first probably 75 pages, I was like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. You know, like just a little bit more like, oh, this is not good. And then it picked up for me. It did pick up. And I was like, okay, I'm okay. But it still had that same slowish, sluggish pace 
that the world's supposed to distract you with while you're going on the adventure. So um, my next dislike, I really wanted in Shara's perspective. I feel like we could have gained a lot Mm -hmm. about our villain and everything that she really wanted if we would have had more of her perspective in this book. Because I didn't empathize with her in a way that we're supposed to empathize with her. Like, I didn't feel bad for her at all. It was like, well, you're just, you know, a greedy person. Like, (laughs) you know, so I feel like that would have added to the depth of this book and causing it to be even more amazing. Yeah, that's my second point. Um, And FYI, I'm going to call her Insta because like I said, in our first book, in the first book, these names in this book are clunky and Inshara is clunky to say. So I'm going to call her Insta again. And for me, a villain is vital to how much I enjoy a book. If there's a villain in it, that villain better be freaking fantastic or I'm not going to be happy. And she was good in the first book. I wouldn't call her great, but she was pretty good in the first book. She also didn't have her own chapters in the first book. However, I totally agree. And I wrote exactly what you said. She needed to have her own chapters or she should have been written better through the eyes of Nim and North, whose perspective that we get. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because they're spending so much time panting and pining over each other, they're not spending any time on on her, on Insta. And I think that Amy and uh, old girl Megan tried to remedy this by having perspectives from other like service workers, like people who worked in the palace but and and it kind of did it but it still wasn't enough and because of that I'm not going to say in the spoiler free edition but because of that uh, one of the characters motives was ridiculous I just wasn't buying it I wasn't invested at all because insta wasn't developed enough Mm-hmm. 100% I agree I also didn't like the little um rando chapters of people that I had no idea what was happening because I was like half listening half reading the book at the same time so I would listen to it and I was like who the poop is talking like (laughs) well that's what I was talking about the service workers they were their only purpose was to advance the character development of insta but they didn't quite do it that was their only purpose well you can keep going down your dislikes because I'm the last of my okay uh i Mm -hmm. did not think that and i'm gonna call this city al al once again al i can't pronounce that so al is al is where north is from and we did not get much world building from al all it was was engines in the sky and freaking apple watches there was nothing there was no development in this world at all and once again, listen to our previous podcast, both of us were like, oh, there's no, there's no world building on Al. Maybe we'll get it in book two. No. And they were there quite a bit. Almost half of the book, they were up there. And which was unfortunate because that was the science fiction part of the book. So we got a lot of fantasy, but we didn't get much of the science fiction part. Yeah. Um... Is this my last one? This is my last dislike. Yeah. 
Uh, and I kind of already said it, but I feel like this book was a little repetitive with North and Nim and their feelings. It was like, oh, I love him. I want to touch our fingers. Oh, I wish he was here next to me stroking my hair. I don't care. After a while, I'm over it. Just get together, do your business, and move on with your life, you know? And yeah. that is my last dislike. I don't have nitpicks because I felt like those were pretty substantial issues. I had a, I had a nitpick. Sansa, Ashley's nitpicking time. It's nitpicking time <laughs> with Ashley. With me. Um... Yeah, I just, I didn't like the, <laughs> I didn't like Elkisa, and I will just say that I feel like that whole debacle with her, I'm not even going to get into it because it's a bunch of spoilers, but like, I, no, <laughs> I just, no, just nix her and move on to someone else. <laughs> yep. It's not worth the screen time. Like I much rather would have had Inshara instead. Mm-hmm. and all of that or insta um i oh and i might have already said that yeah i said the slowish pace um yeah and i and the last thing i really want to talk about it just because this was something that i was looking forward to because i love fantasy and i also love sci-fi and john's right when we were up in up in the sky there was not a lot for the sky happening. They just had a bunch of Apple Watches and tablets and Mac computers that just did everything and they didn't eat meat. You know, like that's just <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, and that just because like, you know, North comes down as the star in book one. That's not a spoiler because if you, you know, have read book one, you're here talking to us. And it's like, this is like some high tech engineering. And it's like, okay, so like I was envisioning like something off of like a Star Wars ship. And I even think I am, I talked about Yoda in the, our first podcast okay. about just like the world and whatever. And it's like, okay, this is like Millennium Falcon stuff. Like, let's get together and talk about all the gizmos and gadgets that are going on up there. And yeah, that was my nitpick because I really wanted more of it. <laughs> There is an explanation for it, and we'll talk about it in the spoiler edition, but, yeah. And yet, hold your horses. Hold them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it's time to get into our likes. Um, I still like the Bindle cat. He's my favorite. He makes the book. I'm sorry. Like, there are just times where it's like, if he wasn't there... It would be so boring. <laughs> I thought he was going to turn into a person or something. Or start speaking. Or something. Or I was like, waiting for it. Mm -hmm. Like, they, like, his voice shift somewhere. I don't know. He is great. He is great. What about you? <laughs> so, I kind of like the, the overall theme, which I won't say because it's a spoiler. But I, I think it's the overall. Yeah, it's the overall theme. And that's all I'll say. Yeah, I really liked the whole Oracle scene, um, which I'm not going to tell you what that is, because it's also kind of spoilery, but that was awesome. I was laughing so hard at certain things that were happening in that scene, mm -hmm. and I, I enjoyed it. That was done well. That was done well. 
Um, I only have one more like, unfortunately. I like I like the writing style. I think that Megan and Amy, probably more Amy, <laughs> are good writers. I think their writing style is a little bit more sophisticated than the average YA book. Not as sophisticated as like a Steve Otter or a Lainey Taylor or somebody like that, but they're right in the middle between a Steve Otter and Alexandra Brackett. <laughs> Ooh, Laura was terrible. Um, so yeah, I did enjoy the writing style. If anything, it, I wasn't complaining about that. Yeah, let's see. I, um, I just enjoyed Nam and North having to figure out, you know, their foreign worlds. Like I, I really enjoyed that because they both came from such different places and to have to navigate how to survive in the different worlds, I thought was pretty interesting because it's almost like if you and I were to travel somewhere without any of our amenities or anything that we are used to or common to, we would be like fish out of water as well. Um, and so I really like that. I did have one more, like, also, I really like North's friends. They also made up for that lagging time that we were talking about that we didn't like in the beginning of the book, because I was like, without them, this story would just be like, <laughs> yeah. really, really bad. So I appreciated them as characters because we learned about them in book one and we we got to, you know, see them in full circle for book two. So I thought that that was done really well. So but that's pretty much all we have. That's um, all I got. I don't know who our next book is by, Dawn, do you? It is The Maid by... Nita Prose. That is adult. I want to say mystery. Yeah, adult mystery. Oh. Nice. That's going to be great for everybody. Yeah, so, we don't do a lot of mystery on the board. To that, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. don't do a lot so of mystery awesome. on the podcast. So. No, we did like the wife upstairs, and that was pretty stinky. Stinky. I hated that book. Yeah, really was, I was expecting something else, especially like Jane Austen style. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. Whatever. But that's not what this book talk is about, but we're going to move on. <laughs> and we are going to spoil it for you in five, four, three, two, one. Let's just, I guess, just start from the beginning. So, like, we're we're brought into this world, right, where Nim is brought into um, Asiel, and she literally doesn't know who she is. Has no recollection as to what happened, who's dressed like her, what in the world is going on, and all of this other stuff that's happening. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, didn't know that her power was going to wipe her memory like that. You know, but then it just kind of, it drug on. It drug on, and then she somehow was able to find North's friends, like, right away, just from seeing them in a picture. They were just right there, which that was. So I was like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, they start to realize that Inshara is portraying herself as Nim and is 
corrupting the whole entire royal family and her power is getting stronger and like all this other stuff it was also it was also a lot of believing people a little too quickly i'm really the queen okay i don't you don't know her she could be lying and you're just like okay that kind of was annoying go ahead yeah just a little bit i didn't i didn't enjoy i didn't enjoy that i was like how are you just gonna like like the continuity was not there right like how are you just gonna believe this woman that is like claiming that she is the light bringer and she's gonna save you all you know Mm -hmm. like i just don't understand where that happened in that transaction um you know so then the whole let's talk about nim like being touched for the first time and it was like against her will and it was a matter of life and death situation right was it the friend that touched her first because she would have literally died or was it in char i can't remember because it happened within the same area no, and Charis touched her first. Like, she grabbed hold of her. Yeah. You know, and she was having this whole thing where it was like, you know, she's been waiting her whole life to basically be able to touch someone and to be literally touched against her will. Like, in sexual way, guys. Like, don't be gross. But, like, just in, in general and then having to make the choice of, like, am I going to let myself die by not receiving help because I won't let someone touch me? That was a pretty big moment for her. Yeah, I don't remember who the first person. I know old girl touches her, Mary, because she has to. But I don't remember. I think there was somebody who touched her before Mary, but I can't remember. It's in Shara. She touched her and gained her power. But I thought there was somebody in between there that touched her. I don't know. Like I said, once I close the book, sometimes I totally forget. I don't think so. But I could be wrong. I don't know. We're on. So that was kind of sad. Um, was part you want to talk about? Well, while we're talking about being up in Al, <laughs> that sounded weird. The oh, the cool. queen. So the whole thing with with Insta influencing the queen because she has mind control powers. We when we when we when the book opens, we're two weeks into them being there so two weeks have passed and she's had two weeks to influence the queen but because once again insta doesn't have her own chapters it was really difficult for me to believe that she influenced the queen so much that the queen did not care about her own son it was like and she just kicked a nasty whatever her name was to the curb her wife and it just wasn't believable because Insta didn't have her own chapters. We didn't really see her through Nim and North a lot because they're barely together until the end. And then we have these Randalls, as you called it, that weren't pulling their own weight to develop Insta. So I was just kind of rolling my eyes with the whole queen being influenced by her, which was a pretty important part of the book, I would say. No, but I still love the fact that um, through it all that 
it didn't take Nim like a significant amount of time to understand who she was. Because I feel like that's always like really annoying. And if it would have dragged on any longer, I was gonna scream. I'm like, don't you know? Like, how did that happen? How did she just take that away from you? Excuse me, amnesia. Can you move it along, please? I know. For the sake of a book, it's like, come on, come on, come on. I know. Yeah. I know. So, um, I did like that North was constantly, like, trying to figure out a way to get back to Asiel because he, I mean, he knew where she was. There was no getting around it because that was, like, the big revelation at the, at the end of the book one. Um, and I liked that... You know, he befriends, what is his name? Matthias, mm-hmm. the river, like our guardian, whatever his name is. And then Elkisa, right? We learned that Elkisa had a hidden agenda of her own, did not like her. She was just, what the hidden agenda? I don't like women like that. And like, she straight up, like, like promises North, like, I'm going to get her back for you. Don't worry. Like, I know that my actions were wrong and whatever, and it's fine. And then she just portrays him the next page later. Yeah. And, and I was like. Once again, believing people too quickly. Elkisa just shows up and was like, hey, dude, come with me. I can get you home, even though I betrayed you. And he's like, okay. And then when they get to that little, I'm going to call it the chamber of secrets. Cause that's what I was picturing when they get there. She, he just walks in in front of her. I'm like, she can knock you upside your head, dude, and take whatever's in there. Like, come on. And then, so Elkisa sacrifices herself, but because we don't care about Elkisa, I wasn't crying or upset or hurt. I had no emotion because she wasn't developed. Exactly. And then there was that hidden agenda with her as well, that she was like in love with Inshara. Like, like I love you and I want you to be a better person. So I'm going to take this on. And it's like, what is that? Like, <laughs> that was so underdeveloped. And then when it came out, it wasn't as big of a revelation as it was supposed to be. The biggest part that was the first, uh, well, let me, let me retrace myself here. I'm getting a little excited. The first part that was like very like ah, was learning about North's dad and his relationship with Inshara and all of the brainwashing that went into Inshara's character. I was like, oh my goodness. Like if that's what you were told every single night as a child that you're special and you're, you're going to take over and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Like no wonder she's out to save the world for herself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. not really for anybody else but for herself you know and it makes her more of a likable character but yet like that whole entire revelation and prophecy if you will would have added to the book if she had like just a few chapters in where you like saw into her brain into her, like the way that she was putting everything together it would have made it like easily like a 4.55 book for me like I would be like oh my goodness done you know so that part was like the fact that his dad like had been down below before and didn't tell anybody I was like 
well, how did you keep that secret all these years? <laughs> you know, because yeah. he was just the sperm to the crown. Like, that's the best way. Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much. Well, I would like to pat know? myself on so, the back. That was. Sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought and I'll go. You go. Okay. So I'm going to pat myself on the back once again, because in our first podcast, I had a prediction and my prediction was that Talamar was behind all of this. So I was kind of half right. I knew Talamar was Nora's father. I knew I predicted, I should say, I predicted that um, he was the voice that Insta was listening to and that he messed with his ship, with Nora's ship. So I think that's right. Then he messed with North's ship and caused him to, yeah. So, but I mm-hmm. thought that he was this huge mastermind. Turns out he's just a big, big chicken baby. But I agree with you when you said that that part of the book could have been developed so much more and it would have been a higher rating. And I totally agree because there was one moment when Insta is like talking to a groundskeeper and he's like, I found this Apple watch buried on the ground. And she's like, why, why would, why would this guy who's been talking to me do that? And there was one instant where she was vulnerable and upset, but they didn't really go into that. I wish the authors had really gone into that. And because it does make her sympathetic. Someone has been telling her her whole crappy life that you are somebody, you are a goddess, you are the best person in the whole entire universe. When people are literally throwing garbage at you, that's important to a kid. And for her mom to be like, that's nobody don't listen to that, you know? So it makes it makes Insta, um, it makes her a sympathetic villain, but they didn't really develop that at all because they were so busy with Nim and North that she, that they ignored that whole thing. Yeah. And that would have made this book way yeah. more critical than it was. Yeah. And the whole yeah. Talamar thing was just yeah. pointless. The way they ended his character, he just runs off because he's a coward. Really? That's all? He's going to sacrifice? He's going to try and kill her. And then at the end, he's just like, they're just like, eh, well, he peaced out. That's it? Let's talk about the Oracle. What else is there? Let's talk about the Oracle and the whole Earth revelation that the or- they did nothing with. Because I was listening yeah, to it. That whole thing. And I was like, and she goes, yeah. Anim was like, what's Earth? I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Something interesting. And then they were just like an exposition on what the Earth was. So, but I really liked Oracle a lot. And then it, it should have been a key moment about like uh North's bloodline the fact that he could access Oracle and they had no idea that he could access Oracle should have been a key a key moment for us to know okay. that he was capable of helping so missed that one um i couldn't picture when Al came down on top of the temple, I couldn't quite picture it in my head. It was it was difficult. So I if, if I'm I don't remember, but could the people from below look up in the sky and see Al? No. No. Okay. 
it was just like a giant cloud i think okay so i think of like our logo that we did for the novel universe which i think came from this book it this did. whole idea of being like a guy um you know so i literally envisioned this giant like saucer land utopia like landing on top of the temple okay so it was just and, resting like, on top of it or yeah. was it hovering over it or just i don't well, i was hard for me to picture no it was just like setting on top oh, yeah oh. you were missing pieces it's fine okay. <laughs> um let's talk about north and nim's um relationship together i I actually did appreciate that they weren't like, okay, let's go. I can now touch you or whatever. There was still like that slow burn hesitancy. And I appreciated that because I feel like it would have been, you know, a total smooch fest, if you will, if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it would have been even less likable. Honestly, I I liked them in book one. I thought there was a really good, sexy moment in book one, even though there was no touching. But in this book, I don't know if I just didn't mm-hmm. care about them anymore. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I honestly didn't care mm-hmm. about their relationship in this book, unfortunately. I did, I was actually kind of skipping over their scenes a little bit um, because, like I said, they put so much effort into those characters' feelings. I did not care anymore so but yes I agree I do appreciate them not like banging after she was like oh you can touch me now touch away it was still a lot of just like lingering touches or like a rub on the palm of her hand or you know little stuff like that which I I thought was really sweet and I thought it was done well it was just I didn't care anymore so it was a me problem yeah and it's just it's not something that we get the time right like it's usually the exact opposite so that was really nice I enjoyed that and I do like um even though like the final like battle moment and all that stuff like that like like the moment of you know Nim going to and Sharon being like girl you gotta let it go because what you got going on is not okay it's like it either could have been drawn out for seven chapters or it could have just abruptly ended like it did how did you feel about that part? Honestly, I finished the book yesterday, like yesterday morning. And then when I started to like think about my issues and what I liked about the book, I had already forgotten how the book ended. I was like, oh, 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 she blew up the hearts. That's right. I had totally forgotten. So it was a little unremarkable for me. Uh, but I think I had just given up with this book by then, um, unfortunately. But I do agree, like, no one, no one, and I also didn't realize it was a duology. So I'm like, I was thinking to myself, usually the big battle happens in book three. Why are we doing this in book two? What's book three going to be? There is no book three. So I do kind of appreciate a quick battle because I don't like, like, I don't like plot driven books. I don't like war books. So I appreciate she was just like, destroy the hearts. Okay, bye. Now Insta's a vegetable somewhere, somewhere in the mist. I don't know. But (laughs) yeah, I was also wondering, speaking of relationships, I was like, is this going to be like, because there was already a polyamorous relationship between North and Miri and Cialis, which is boner pills. 
Anyway, um, I was like, is she going to be a fourth person? Or are they going to be a quad? I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. But no. 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 No, we cut ties real quick. Yeah. We cut ties real quick. <laughs> but it was like, you know, yet again, like we were talking about the polyamorous like relationships and how like you don't like read stuff like that. And like they did a really good job like writing them. They really did because it wasn't. Yeah. You know, it's not something that, that I read all the time. So I appreciated it because it was something new. So, I think, I still liked that, like, the, at the end of the book, you know, they've had their whole final battle, right? And, like, they're trying to figure out how to operate as one world yet again with magic and with tech. And so, instead of them being, like, two polar opposites trying to figure out how they can coexist together, um, I, I like that a lot. That, again, shows a lot of growth and depth and like really trying to achieve the next level of unity in a community if you will so yeah i'm glad that it is quality because i feel like if it, there was a third book it would have just been like painful it would have been oh, painful yeah. i like duologies I, I do have to say because i i read a little bit about um uh, Amy Kaufman and Megan Spooner's like their whole sorry <laughs> I'm like losing my train of thought their whole putting this book together this book was written during the pandemic and so it's like they didn't get to sit down and like have their big like hash out of scenes and whatever like they were used to having because they were explaining that it was different to collaborate via um, you know Zoom or Skype or something like that versus like being in a room together and like just writing stuff out and like going and getting lunch and then being like, oh, so this person needs to die over here or whatever. And they actually did say that they ended up like FaceTiming or Skyping or whatever, like while they were both like in their bathtubs to help like recreate how they would talk to each other in these like hot springs or whatever <laughs> down in Australia. And I was like, like that might that disconnect that we were feeling might be because they literally were not in the same room putting stuff together so it was just like this whole pen pal relationship if you will like here's my five chapters okay your turn here's your five chapters and there just wasn't that same flow um <laughs> or experiencing one so that's my thought on that but I mean, overall, I'm most of my my questions did get answered that I was hoping for, which was, you know, the tell clicky guy. I don't even know how to say his name. <laughs> um, you Takeshi? know, with stuff. What was it? I I think it was Takeshi or something like that. Just Bia and like all of them, like kind of got all got a little bit of everybody. Everybody kind of had their own thing and whatnot and I was happy about it I was happy with the growth that Nim had as a character and North was he grew too but I feel like she had the most growth mm -hmm. out of everybody yeah agreed I mean overall I still will read stuff from them yeah 
I look forward to it. But that's all I have. Do you have anything else? I do not. Okay. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us for our riveting book talk about Beyond the End of the World by Amy Kaufman and Megan Spooner. And if you have not read it, you should go check it out because we think it's pretty decent. Yeah. And we've read some pretty, pretty bad books lately. <laughs> this is, it's still worth your time. Mm -hmm. So until next time, we'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye.